Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Hello, everyone. My name is Adam. And I'm Bailey. And this is AB Cinema for Monday, August 22nd. Uh, Bailey, how have you been, man? Good. I have I've been really good. Today is my birthday. So. I was going to say, in case anyone was wondering, today is Bailey's birthday. Happy birthday, Bailey. Thank you. I am not recording this on my birthday, so. <laughs> <laughs> but but what, should, what, are you, what are your plans for the day? I'm just going to just chill and relax. I may play PS5 or just play some video games and watch movies and shows, and we'll see. You know, Who knows what the day will hold? Yeah, a day off is a birthday enough for me. Just being able to sit around and hang out. I don't know. But that's it's an ideal birthday. But um but yeah, speaking of, you know, things that we like, Bailey Shield came out this week, right? And you had the chance to see it. What did you what did you think about the premiere really quickly? My initial reaction is I feel like they should have released three episodes of the show. Uh huh just to get people hooked. There's nine episodes total, all under 30 minutes each. And I think that, well, not necessarily. It's it's essentially a 30-minute show, but with credits, it runs a little bit longer. But I, I think that this show needed a little bit more for the audience to be able to understand what's going on and where this is going. I I do think that it needed... Yeah, my I'll just say that. My initial reaction is I needed two more episodes to get a better feel for if I'm actually going to wake up at 1 p.m. every week to watch this. 1 a.m. Yeah, and you told me that you're subscribed to Peacock for the week, so you're going to be watching Ambulance, uh, The Northman, Firestarter. So yeah, She-Hulk has a lot of competition going on in, in your in your streaming world. In my household, yes. <laughs> yeah. And my wife just finished Pretty Little Liars, so we're starting the Pretty Little Liars spinoff on HBO Max, which who knows if it'll get a second season. Yeah. You know, Bailey, have you started Better Call Saul? No. Is, is it on Netflix? Uh, yes, it is on Netflix. It just finished. And um, I might have to get Dan on here to talk about that, but... I liked it, and I still think it's a great show. I think the more that I think about it, the more it's like in terms of finales. I'm not going to spoil anything. Just I feel like getting a finale right for a series is so hard, and, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. I'm still I'm still grappling with it, so I'll have a more in depth. I still at think, some point. even though I didn't watch all of Breaking Bad, I still think that what I saw of the Breaking Bad finale was one of the better finales that I've seen. Oh yeah, uh huh, absolutely, and. If if you were to just say real quick, like better call better call Saul versus Breaking Bad, which as which a show or as a finale, uh, let's just go with both. Uh, probably, I would say. Oh, I'll say Breaking Bad right now. That might, that opinion might change here in a little bit, but I'll say Breaking Bad. Okay, I'm but, I'm excited to hear you and Dan talk about <laughs> Better Call Saul on your review. Yeah, we'll go we'll go to bat for it, but um. 
so let's dive into some of the news for this week. We'll start at the top with Disney. Um, the Beatles director, Peter Jackson, is uh, vying for directors of his movie or his short series. What does that mean, Bailey? What's going on? What is he talking about? So in November, around Thanksgiving of the year 2020, I believe, um, it, I, it, I may be wrong and it may be 2021, but the Beatles movie, The Beatles Get Back, um, it technically wasn't a movie. It was a limited series that was directed by Peter Jackson, who's known for his role as the director of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogies. He is now saying that he has a director's cut of the Beatles, and he they said that they had access to like over 48 hours of footage, and they cut it down to around four hours or five hours just for this limited series. And Peter Jackson, he's a big fan of director's cuts, as many fans of his know. He is really wanting to get us to watch an extra six hours of The Beatles, which I'm all for it. I never finished the show, but if he comes out with a, a director's cut, I may sit down for two weeks and watch this show all the way through. But Disney doesn't feel like like this needs to happen. They feel like director's cuts are dead. Yeah, which is I mean, maybe that's has something to do with Zack Snyder, but I don't know. <laughs> um and I I liked The Beatles Get Back, although it is very long and for stretches it's just you're it kind of in the room when the Beatles are existing. And some people might find that boring. I personally loved it. Um sometimes I feel like it was shaved down, but yeah, I liked it. Yeah, that was one of the big turnoffs for me while watching it because I was watching it and it just felt like like somebody was just recording a group of friends hanging out. And it was cool because it was the Beatles, but at the same time, it was kind of like, okay, is this is this going anywhere? I know it's supposed to go towards this this show and their this creation of an album. Yeah. But what's well, why is it taking four hours to get there to <laughs> yeah. get to get back yeah exactly um but yeah but i loved it but um and again i understand where you're coming from too i totally get that but um so yeah look forward to the beatles director's cut of peter jackson uh kind of in a different wheelhouse jerry bruckheimer announced that he has finished the script for national treasure three and that uh it will be presented to nicholas cage soon is is he is he interested in coming back to this role and reprising this? I think so. Honestly, Nicolas Cage, he's he's a man of the fans. And I think he knows that there there is an audience out there for this movie. And I feel like if Nicolas Cage was presented with a strong script because we've we've been through this renaissance of Nicolas Cage movies with Pig and um Oh my gosh, I cannot remember the name that just came out with him and Pedro Pascal. The unbearable weight of massive talent. His renaissance of films is something that I think he wants to keep going. And for him to ride the nostalgia boat of National Treasure 3 might be something really interesting. And I hope that it's not just a nostalgia boat and it's actually it has some pulp to it. So I agree. Who knows? I, I hope that it's not just like a, a cash grab for, 
for Disney and and Jerry Bruckheimer and Nicolas Cage, but we'll 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 have to give it some time. Maybe we'll get an announcement. Probably not at D twenty three, but possibly soon after that. Yeah, I just like even though they're totally different movies, and I'll probably get crucified for this by somebody. You know, what I love about Indiana Jones and even National Treasure is that when they start talking about the history of the relics or, you know, whatever it is they're hunting, they seem, whether it's Indy or it's Nicolas Cage, they seem so passionate and, like, in love with that history. Um, and Nicolas Cage is probably more Nicolas Cagey about it. But, I mean, in the music, it's just great. But, like, that's my complaint with the new uh, Uncharted movie was that that was very light on the passion for the history. You know, even though they are treasure hunters, they just, they love this knowledge and love all these things. But yeah, but anyway, so I'm I'm game for more National Treasure. I hope Nicolas Cage comes back. It'd be, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do it because he's so much older now, but yeah, um, give me more. And uh, moving out of the Disney area, Top Gun Maverick keeps on flying. Uh, domestically, it is now past Infinity War at the box office and will release on streaming platforms everywhere tomorrow. Bailey, um, what do you think about this passing in, uh, Infinity War domestically and about being able to watch it at home now? Um, I have to say that this was inevitable. And yes, I did plan that. Because um, of the whole... If you didn't get that reference, just watch Avengers Endgame again. And I, I think that... Avengers Infinity War, it had its moment to shine. It's probably going to get a re-release in theaters in 20 years and we'll probably pass it in the box office. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how far this is going to go, especially with it going to streaming because it's the box office starts to slow down quite a bit when it, it gets released onto streaming platforms. So I'm sure it's going to perform well on platforms like iTunes or Apple TV and Google TV and YouTube TV or whatever. I think those are the same. But I'm curious to see how the box office is going to be affected by its digital release. Yeah, and I'm also curious to see how its digital release sales will be. So I I loved this movie. My wife thinks it's the perfect film and we will I'm sure we will watch it on Tuesday. Tacos or not. Top Gun is happening. Um, so that'll be super exciting to watch it again. And um, moving on from that, supposedly in the Sony area, uh, the plot for Madam Web will follow Cassandra Webb as she's trying to prevent anyone from taking the light of, of Peter Parker. Bailey, what is this similar to? What What is going on here? Should we care about the Madam Web movie? Honestly, this the cast is what is intriguing me most about this movie. I, I don't know much about it, but from what it seems, it's like this movie is taking a little bit of tips from the Terminator franchise where Cassandra Webb is trying to prevent people from taking the life of Spider-Man and making sure that he lives to be the hero that he needs to be. It's definitely going to have some multiversal ties somehow, and I'm not sure how, but that's just, that's just the character of Madam Webb. And there are leaks about who certain characters are playing. Um, like, I can't remember. Roberts is her last name. Daughter of Julia Roberts. 
she's playing a character in there and she's pregnant. Who knows who she is? Maybe she's got a baby Peter in her. And then um, Adam Scott is also going to be in the cast. And there's leaks for who all of these characters are playing. And you can go check it out. It's definitely intriguing. I am still cautiously optimistic after the devastating blow that Morbius has been. Um, but it's just going to keep on Morbin. The Sony Universe needs to keep Morbin along. And um, hopefully Craven the Hunter brings us back a step with Aaron Taylor Johnson and gives us a little bit more hope for what Sony has in store going forward. You know, this is unrelated, sort of. But even Bullet Train was something that I was super excited for. And I really wanted to love that film. But at the end of the day, it was it was fun. It was, like, good, but it wasn't great. You know what I mean? I feel like that train, that train, that movie was exactly the comments that uh, Scorsese has recently said on the Marvel Universe. Not recently. It was a couple yeah. years ago, but it, it was a roller coaster movie, and it was enjoyable for what it was. Yeah, that, it was enjoyable for what it was, but really what I want, like, and I just feel like, you know, Sony is getting very good at making very average movies, and... I think people are getting tired of that. And Morbius is a great indicator, not once but twice. And so who knows, Craven the Hunter, Madam Web. I'm I'm I am probably very vocal vocally hands off on the Sonyverse of Spider Man movies. But um with the exception of the Tom Holland films, of course. I think if if anything, they need to be introducing a completely different version of Spider Man, like what they did with Miles Morales. Like follow Miguel O'Hara and Spider-Man 2099. There's a ton of great stories that could be there. A futuristic Spider-Man movie, have some Back to the Future ties, some callbacks to that. It could be really fun. There is a plethora of different Spider-Men that they could follow and introduce, and they have a following. And if if it has Spider-Man in the title, it's going to make them money. Yeah, and you know, speaking of Miles Morales, uh, Miguel O'Hara, the new poster for the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse has uh, come out and apparently shows a brawl between Spider-Man 2099, voiced by Oscar Isaac and Miles Morales. Uh, Bailey, are we excited for this poster? Have you gotten a chance to look at it? What are you thinking? I have looked at it, and I'm pretty sure it's the same poster that was released at the Animation Film Festival that occurred earlier in the spring of this year. And it looks beautiful. The artwork for this movie is just breathtaking. I'm so excited to see what they have in store for us next April when it comes out. And I'm I'm assuming that we'll probably be getting a second trailer around October or November just to get us a little bit more pumped for this movie and to get our minds back on track and to remind us that this movie is actually coming out. Have you Have you seen the poster yet? Yeah, I mean... It's a poster. I think it just emphasizes more that we will get a bunch of different art styles um, throughout the mm-hmm. many verses, and so that's exciting. Um, and I'm just excited for this movie. I, you know, one of the best Spider-Man movies ever, if not the best. And hopefully, sequels are always a scary thing, but we'll see what they can do. You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited. And speaking of Spider-Verse, there's a little bit more of 
not necessarily leaks. It's just toys that were supposed to come out that did come out. And that's like a Monopoly game or a Spider-Man game that came out that shows characters that are going to be showing up in the movie. Like characters like Ben Riley is going to show up. Spider-Punk is going to show up. Uh, it also looks like Peter B. Parker will be coming back. And so that's always exciting to know that he's coming back. He was one of the highlights of the original movie. So I, I'm really excited to see this movie when it comes out. Yeah, I agree. And um, No no Way Home, the more fun edition? What What is this, Bailey? 11 extra minutes of footage are going to be added to the Spider-Man No Way Home movie. And it premieres on September 2nd. Tickets go on sale on the 23rd of August, which is tomorrow. And you can count on me to be there even just for those extra 11 minutes because <laughs> we probably won't see it anywhere else. You don't think so? It won't be a, a digital release or anything like that? I don't think so. I mean, they they released Spider-Man Far From Home again in theaters and added an extra scene from the beginning of the movie. And it was really good for what it was. But I, it was it was added as a deleted scene on digital. I don't think that we'll be getting like a, a hard copy release of the more fun edition. Maybe we will. Yeah. But I, I definitely think that this is going to bring people back to theaters to see Spider-Man again because it was such a good movie. Yeah. You know, I was just talking about this. The, the farther we get away from this movie, I feel like it's a gimmick. I feel like the whole movie's a gimmick. It's a one-trick pony, but uh, it's still an effective one. And I'm all, I always love seeing Toby and Andrew. And it, if it resurrects the chances of Andrew Garfield becoming Spider-Man one more time, uh, you know, let's give it a try. But uh, moving on from uh, the Sony the Sony verse, we got a sizzle reel from HBO Max yesterday, and it gives us a bunch of shows that, as Bailey has written it down so eloquently won't be canceled by Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, Bailey, what are some of the shows that we saw in this? So DC fans can rejoice in the fact that Titans is getting another season, and same with Doom Patrol. Uh, one of the shows that I enjoyed was His Dark Materials, which was already confirmed for a third season, and I'm pretty sure it's adapting the last book of the series. Um, another show that's been very popular on HBO Max and constantly advertised on there is Industry. I'm not sure if Succession is still going on. I, I wasn't sure if I saw footage yeah, for that happening. one. So I, I'm pretty sure that's getting another season because that's been another really big hit for them. The yeah. thing that excited me the most was like the 10, 15 seconds of footage we got for The Last of Us. And I'm I'm so ready for this show. I'm, I I know I, everybody is saying that it seems like this show is going to get canceled because that's everything that HBO and Warner Brothers and Discovery has been doing since Zaslav came in and has just axed almost everything. Their, their animation department is completely gone, it seems like. And I, I'm just very excited for this show. It is an HBO show. Not an HBO Max show, but it will be premiering on both. But since it is an HBO show, it will not be canceled because they are, they're cutting back on HBO Max specifically. So there's no need to worry for that one as of right now. So, Bailey, I have a question for you. Have you played The Last of Us? 
I have. I'm stuck like one fourth of the way through on the game, <laughs> and I I haven't gone back to play it. I yeah. I need to. I may have to turn the difficulty down a little bit, but I honestly think I'm playing on the easiest level there is. So yeah. I <laughs> you I'm just gonna have to. Look forward to the uh, the remastered edition coming out here in this year. I I'm playing through it with my wife right now just because. I'm so I'm so excited for the show. This is honestly one of my top five pieces of like media entertainment of all time for me. I just absolutely yeah. The I writing played it, is phenomenal. Yeah, and I played it's, this game when I was so young, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is one of the things that opened me up to not only what video games can do, but just like entertainment in general." And I I loved it. I'm so excited for this. I definitely think The Last of Us really progressed how video games are told because it changed the format of storytelling in that that medium. And it's it's definitely a game changer. And to see it getting its moment to shine to a broader audience than just people who play video games on PlayStation, it's exciting to know that people are going to get a taste of what this is. And it's it's definitely going to be a show that's talked about like there's the Walking Dead fatigue happening right now, um, even though they AMC still thinks that they've got some some juice in their their horse for that one. But uh, I I'm very excited for this show. It's different from a zombie show, and even though it still has elements of it, it's gonna be very exciting, and it's gonna scare the crap out of me. And I'm so excited. Yeah, I I love it. But um. Speaking of things premiering coming out, The Last of Us will come out next year. The Game of Thrones prequel, House of Dragon, premiered yesterday. Um, Bailey, will you be watching this show? No, probably not. Um, <laughs> I know that it it broke HBO Max when it premiered, and I honestly, like, I, I'm I'm highly considering subscribing to VidAngel for like a month and just binging all of Game of Thrones and <laughs> starting this show. So who knows what we'll see. Just not a fan of all the nudity that's in that show. So maybe we'll we'll try to see it in our, our own ways. Cheating the system. Are you gonna watch it? Um, I don't I haven't watched Game of Thrones yet, and I guess this is not a bad time to jump on because it uh is a prequel series. But I think given the reception of the last season of Game of Thrones I want to wait a little bit to see how this one does with the critics. Mostly mm-hmm. because mostly because I feel like this is another thing where they're just going to see how long they can keep doing it, you know? Um, yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's almost like I'm sure this is how people felt when they announced Better Call Saul in the wake of Breaking Bad because Breaking Bad was one of the greatest television series of all times, and I'm sure – Many people will say Game of Thrones is the greatest television series of all times. Why do they need to go back and do a prequel? But admittedly, I loved Breaking. I loved Better Call Saul, so I want to see what people think of House of Dragon before I jump into that one. You know, this is the one show that baffles me the most and makes me wonder if this is the reason why HBO Max has canceled everything. Because House of the Dragon, that is what it's called, right? Yeah. I... I I, I'm pretty sure it is called that, but this is the most expensive show that has ever been made by HBO. <coughs> and I I know that... So a little bit of history and lessons behind the whole acquisition from Warner Discovery, uh, purchase, 
Warner Brothers being purchased by Discovery. <laughs> the reason a lot of shows and movies that have been canceled and taken off of the streaming service is because it's a newly acquired asset to Discovery, and so they can cancel them technically, even years after they've come out. But I, I'm baffled that this show wasn't one that was canceled because of how expensive it was. Maybe it was just too expensive that they didn't want to count it as a loss. And so I, I honestly think that if it gets a second season, it's going to be a lot less on the budget because Warner Brothers just went crazy on, spe on spending for this show. Yeah. And I don't think Zaslav is probably happy about that, <laughs> even though Game of Thrones is one of their biggest hits. Yeah. And so, and so I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see how this plays out. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, keep your eyes peeled on House of Dragon. And um, speaking of things being canceled and not canceled, the rehearsal uh, was renewed for a second season, which apparently marks the first uh, of anything to be renewed and announced since HBO has been getting rid of and shipping all of these things. Have you been watching the rehearsal, Bailey? No, I haven't. I've heard it's just a weird show. Have I, you ever I seen don't Nathan know much for about you? It. No, and we've talked about that before. Uh, and I'm, <laughs> I need to. I I know I need to watch this show, Bailey. It's just, it is so absurd, but just so I I, I don't. It's, it's great. It's it's. I wouldn't even say it's great. It's just. It's something, and it's sometimes it's phenomenal, and it's too much. Well, I'm here for it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, definitely. I'm going to try it out. Definitely give that one a try and let me know what you think. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll have to <laughs> give it a shot. Yeah, it's just the most, yeah, it's, it's, it's so unique. But anyways, uh, moving out of the Warner Discovery area. The Lord of the Rings on Amazon Prime was pushed forward one day to Thursday, September 1st, and <laughs> apparently will premiere at 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, Bailey, are you are we are we all still excited for this movie? Well, let me start with that. Yes, I am very excited for this show. Uh, we're getting the first two episodes on that day, so I am I'm very excited to see. I'm I'm excited to return to Middle Earth and to just get a feel for what Amazon is going to go for with this series. I the thing that excites me the most about this series is that they have so much story planned out and I'm I'm ready for it. It looks beautiful and that's probably the thing that's tying me into this show the most out of anything cuz I don't know much about the storyline. I know that we're going to get a couple characters that we've seen in the original Lord of the Rings movies. But other than that, I don't know what to expect. I just hope it's good. Are you excited for this show? I'm cautious about this show. I've not very frequently, but I've read sometimes that some people were fired because they were saying this isn't accurate to the timeline or this and that and the showrunners would want the, and I don't know. I just, I want this show to be good, but I am also very unsure of it. And I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm trying to think of anything Amazon has released that I'm like, I loved it aside from like Reacher, you know, 
I don't know if there's any show that they've really gone in on that I think is great. And maybe this will be the first and they spent so much money on it. So you hope it's good, but yeah, I'm, I'm cautious about it. I'm not, I'd say I'm the same cautious because if, if that's true, this might be one of the best Lord of the Rings fan fiction films ever released, but I, and maybe that's just how we look at it after the season is done. Like, for the general audience, they, they don't know the whole history of Lord of the Rings. And so maybe rewriting of the thing is disrespectful to Tolkien, but they've also brought Tolkien's grandchildren or great-grandchildren in to be helpful and to consult with them on the franchise and to make sure that they're still respectful of it. So who knows? I, I'm going to give it a shot. I am cautiously optimistic as well. Yeah, I, I'd say I'm more more optimistic about it, but I I still fear that it might not be as good as as the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, the way I would put it is, I want it to be great, but I won't be surprised if it's not. And yeah, yeah. So I want I'm in its corner, but who knows? I'm afraid. I'm really afraid. <laughs> <laughs> if we the last streaming service Netflix uh got an eleventh episode, Bailey, you watched you watched Sandman, you were all for it. Um, what's going on here? I'm I so I watched about half of this episode. That's the as far as I could stay awake watching it. I've watched it twice now, and I've fallen asleep about halfway through the second storyline. So <laughs> the eleventh episode follows two storylines and. It's the first one is really interesting and kind of bizarre and it follows the story of cats and how things have changed for them. It's weird. But then the second part is really intriguing and it's about an author. There's some great casting in it. I I haven't seen them in it yet because I've fallen asleep like 10 minutes into it. So, I'm I'm going to try to stay awake tonight or tomorrow and watch it. But I I'm Excited to see what it does. It brought the series back to the first place on Netflix's streaming charts. But a little bit of cautiously cautious caution with that is that don't expect a second season for, for this show. This show is very expensive. And for Netflix to green light it, they have to find a lot of people watching this show. And a lot of internet traffic. And so... Um, I wouldn't expect a second season from that, but that's not to say that we won't get a second season. There's recently, there's been a lot of shows that have been shipped to different networks to try to revive them. Uh, Manifest is probably one of the biggest ones, which Netflix surprisingly is actually going to be making a last season or a movie, um, of that show. And, there's been other shows that have transferred from one network to another, and it's very interesting to see how that dynamic has worked in recent years. But I wouldn't say that a second season is off the table for this. The good thing about it is Neil Gaiman, the creator of the show, has a say to where it is streamed and can shop it to other services if Netflix passes on a second season. So he could go to Disney+, Plus, which honestly doesn't fit their their catalog at all but he could take it to Disney Plus which would be weird since it's a Warner Brothers show and 
present it to them and say, hey, would you guys like to do a second season? And Disney Plus could say yes or no, or they could go to HBO Max, which Zaslav probably won't go for that, but we'll just wait and see what happens with Sandman. Yeah. I have no opinion on this because I haven't watched it, but not having watched it, I just, I don't know that there's enough there to get me to watch it. I don't feel like, I just don't feel like even, you know, I feel like when something's released and it's watched, you know about it. And I don't feel like I've had that with this. There's like three really, really good episodes in this show. And even if you don't watch the full show, I would still recommend those three episodes. Freaking Bailey just cutting out pieces of television cake and eating it. (laughs) You know what? This show is probably one of my favorite shows this year. It probably ranks in my top five. Yeah. And I, I think I said that on my review of it. I think that this show is really good. And it deserves to be watched. And it has a lot of great conversation points on humanity and what it means to be human. It definitely has some more adult themes in it, so don't watch it with kids. But it, it's got a very cool storyline and a unique way of telling it. So, yeah. You should watch it, Adam. You watch uh, that, know. and I'll start watching Better Call Saul. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, there are six full seasons of Better Call Saul. There is one season of Sandman, all right? That's and, that's uh, more of a gamble for me than it is for you, so. <laughs> You're probably right. But um, I'm watching Master Chef right now, Bailey, and Top Gun Maverick comes out on Tuesday, and I have to catch up on She-Hulk, and I have to finish the rehearsal, so I got a lot on my plate here. But, um, Just wait for She-Hulk till, to, till Thursday when the next episode comes out. You're right. You're right. You're right. I should do that. But um, that should do it for our episode today. Is there anything else that you want to tack on here at the end, Bailey? Anything else you're excited for? Anything you want to share? No. I, I just I want to see Spider-Man again. I, I love Spider-Man, and I'm going to be buying tickets tomorrow for that movie. <laughs> Hopefully it's playing at a theater near me, so we'll see. Yeah. So um, that should do it for our episode today. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd. We're under AB Cinema. Um, you can email us at abcinema.pod at gmail.com. Please reach out to us. Let us know how we're doing, what your thoughts are on the newest um, shows, TVs, movies, everything that you're watching, what uh, your opinions are on these things, and how we're doing. Let us know what you think. We would love to hear from you. and would love to be, get your feedback and share your thoughts at any point in time. Uh, we hope that everyone has a wonderful day, a wonderful start to their Monday. And as always, keep watching movies.